welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Hello, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. You can also find us on Facebook as the Talk Show for Talkers. And we look forward to your comments, your questions, indeed feedback. We regard these as evaluations and we need evaluations to improve both ourselves and our show. You can also listen to previous shows on our website, irishtalkers.com. We also publish the Public Speaking Weekly, and this is a roundup of links from the internet. It's all about Toastmasters, public speaking, confidence, conferences even, leadership, etc. So look out for the newspaper link on our website. My name is Ted Melanfi, and I'm joined again this week by the personable, persuasive, passionate, public speaking, Paul O'Malley. Welcome public, welcome listeners, you're absolutely welcome and thank you very much for lending us your ears. Thank you Paul and on today's show we will have the usual mix of, we will have a thought for the week, we will have a word for the week, we may pluck something from the August magazine but whatever we have it is going to be interesting. And I'm going to give you my thought for the week. This was given to us by Lao Tu. To attain knowledge, add things every day. To attain wisdom, remove things every day. That was given to us by Lao Tu. What do you think of that, Paul? Oh, I adore it, Ted. I adore the, uh, the thinking that underpins that because it appeals to the Taoist in me. The idea that in order to grow wise, you need to get rid of loads and loads of noise and rubbish and extraneous distractions. And you need to pare things down to their essential core. It's not more and more knowledge you need. It's less and less knowledge and more and more insight. Love it to bits. It's the best quotation you've brought to the show in ages. Yeah, it's a lovely quotation. It fits in very nicely. Did you ever see Pablo Picasso's pictures called The Bull? Yes. It's a number of pictures of a bull. He starts at the perfect picture and he takes away all the extraneous stuff until he gets down to the soul of the bull. And you know, the bull is such a symbol of strength and virility in Spain that it has a huge amount of significance. That particular picture that Picasso drew is an absolutely fantastic one. And Pablo Picasso, when he drew those pictures right along the end, when you get down to the last one, I think there's four lots of three bulls and he gets down to the essence of the bull. The very last one then is you have the bull when he had taken away some of the stuff, the extraneous stuff, in his opinion, and then you just had Pablo Picasso I thought that's beautiful. It's a little bit like, was it Michelangelo when he used to carve statues out of stone? In every stone there's a picture. It's just a matter of letting the angel out. So you have to take away, try and get perfection, which is lovely. The sculptor takes away, whereas the painter adds. 
My goodness, Ted, you're in full flight today with these artistic insights. Well, no, that's what I take from that particular piece by uh, Low Two. You know, I think it's a beautiful piece. To attain knowledge, you add things every day. But to attain wisdom, you remove things every day because you learn by all the mistakes you've already made, or at least you should have. It certainly gives me hope because as I become more mature, I forget more and more things. And that leaves me gradually taking away stuff every day. Mm. So from that point of view, perhaps without even making any effort, I can become wiser. You gave a lovely description of wisdom there. It's not that you're not forgetting it. It's just that the stuff you think you're out of forgetting is, has become extraneous. But you remember the important things and that's what it's all about. Well, I must say, Ted, this has been an abs so far an extravagant episode of the talk show for talkers because we've had ancient Chinese wisdom, we've had Spanish bulls, and Ted Melanthi. I mean, those three elements taken together make up a pretty spectacular experience. It was a nice conversation, all right, all generated by that wonderful quotation from Lao Tzu. Well, let me then offer the listeners a word of the week this week called extravaganza. E-X-T-R-A-V-A-G-A-N-Z-A. Or for those of you in North America, A-N-Z-A. Extravaganza. It means a lavish or spectacular show or event. Which is indeed what you might regard your Toastmasters Club meetings as... uh, wishing they could be experienced as an extravaganza. On the other hand, you might want to have quiet, calm club where there's nothing spectacular. But the word extravaganza has associated words like extravagant. Somebody can be, let's say, extravagantly rich. That means they're incredibly rich and make a show of their wealth can also be referred to a kind of show, a spectacular light show, musical or something, but an extravaganza. It's a useful word, extravaganza or extravagant, because you could talk about some people's style of communication as being extravagant. For example, those speakers who specialize in a large volume of gestures with high energy behind them all, they would perhaps be able to be evaluated as extravagant speakers. It isn't judgmental, it's descriptive, it's a lavish and spectacular speaker, so it's not to be regarded as a criticism. Have you ever behaved, Ted, apart from today, as if you were an extravaganza or an extravagant person? Have you ever behaved extravagantly? Well, I think you and I, Paul, just had an extravagant conversation with the, the quotation from Lao Tzu, to attain knowledge, add things every day, to attain wisdom, remove things every day. I think that's an extravagant quotation. Well, that's an interesting, we could have a very interesting table topic debate about that, uh, whether that's extravagant or whether that's modest and restrained, because the opposite of extravagant would be restrained. True. Excellent. Now, let me ask you a question before we finish. You know how I love throwing you these curveballs. When do you think the word extravaganza was first used 
in English or the first recorded use of the word in English? Oh, I'd say around the 15th century. Ah, Ted, you're so good at this. You're Once again, you're a couple of centuries out. But <laughs> you're really good. Because do you know Thank what you, you do? You enable the listeners to feel good about themselves. Because mm-hmm. you can be quite sure many of the listeners don't know that the word came to be used in 1754. God, it was late enough, wasn't it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Late enough. So, in the meaning, which uh, in the meaning of being a lavish or spectacular show or event. But later on, and in a couple of uh, in episodes we'll record later or share later in the week, I want to say a little bit about an extravagant journey that our international president has been on this year. It has been a veritable extravaganza. Excellent. That should make a good subject for conversation. And in tomorrow's episode... We are going to continue with the piece that we gave you last week by Les Brown because we didn't give you the entire speech last week, but you will certainly hear another excellent piece from that today. And of course, on episode three, we will have Paul and he'll be talking about your club being a brand. And that's an important conversation as well so come back tomorrow and you can listen to the velvet tones of lesbro the talk show for talkers is published every week in sections at 4 p.m every friday saturday sunday and monday go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information